The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. the salt of the earth. But what if salt loses its taste? With what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Eight hundred years ago, this past Friday, the Feast of the Transfiguration marked also the 800th anniversary of the death of St. Dominic, his entrance into eternal life, that transfiguration, if you will, of this earthly person into a heavenly person, yet still awaiting, of course, the glory of the restoration of the body at the Last Judgment. And this is important, not only the significance of the Transfiguration as also the death day of St. Dominic, but is a good moment for us as we celebrate now our titular feast, just one week after celebrating the foundation, the dedication of this church building. We reflect on this feast day of St. Dominic, about the meaning of St. Dominic at St. Dominic's church, the meaning of St. Dominic in the church itself, the whole church, the universal church, as well as in our own lives. As Father Michael spoke about, we come to a particular place, in this case, for us, this wonderful temple dedicated to God, to encounter above all our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, primarily in the sacraments, secondarily in his presence in this building, also in the community of believers gathered, of course, Christ is present in these various ways, and we come that that presence might be strengthened with each one of us. We encounter, though, also the saints, Our Lady, St. Jude, of course, throughout the decades, and St. Dominic. And I use that word intentionally, encounter. Sometimes in the past, we have been reluctant to say that we seek out Our Lady or the saints, but many of us do, and we shouldn't be concerned about that. 
we all know, we're all Catholic, we all know that the capstone of the church itself is Jesus Christ. And Our Lady and the saints become models, guides, intercessors for us. Just as we could pray for one another, so much more do the saints pray for us. And so I mean what I say. As we encounter Christ, so also we encounter his dearest friends, Our Lady and the saints. And St. Dominic, in a particular way, can teach us how he encountered Christ and how we can suffer Christ, especially as we meditate on that motto of this parish, which is particularly rooted in Dominican spirituality, to radiate the joy of the gospel in the heart of the city. This activity of the saints is so important. They are active and concerned for us. They want above all that we find the joy that they have discovered in Christ, in this life and in eternal life. They are active concern for us, models and intercessors. Among the last words of St. Dominic to his friars uh, as he was leaving them and they were concerned and upset that they're losing their friend and their father, their founder, he said, do not weep for me, my children. I shall be more useful to you where I am going now than I've ever been in this life. This is not uncommon for the saints to say. In fact, many of us know that St. Therese said something very similar when she said she would rain down rose petals from heaven. Active in her intercession for the church and for her order. We know that the saints are very much alive and above all, they want us as they did to encounter that light of Christ, that we might continue then to follow in that path. As we consider St. Dominic today, we look at him and how in the midst of the busy life that we lead, we can discover that way to Christ. This is where Dominican spirituality is something I believe is very much relevant for our time. Because if you've noticed, the friars here are indeed in the heart of the city. Not that monks are not busy, because that's quite the contrary. They pray, they work, they're very busy in their lives. But what keeps the Dominican becoming frantic in their work, in all the pastoral responsibilities, all the work we do in ministering the people or, or, or teaching philosophy and theology, what do we do? How do we stay sane? But our very prayers, seeking God, and in sharing then what we've encountered there in that prayer and study with others. So too, in any of our vocations here, in the busyness of life, we can find the moments then to find God and not only discover Christ, the light in those moments, but carry that light out into the world. All of us are called to forget ourselves and to carry the cross. And there are moments where we're full of zeal. Each one of us have those moments where we want to do that. But I think more typically, we find that difficult or it's something that perhaps we'll do in a later time. We don't always know the way and we shouldn't feel bad about that. We need to acknowledge that. St. Philip said that at the Last Supper. Lord, we do not know where you're going. How do we know the way? About 15 or 20 years ago, a member of our province, one of the friars, had acknowledged this in his own life. That all of us, he said, struggle with this. How do we follow Christ? How do we take up our cross? And he says, I don't know the way. And I look at Christ crucified and I say, hmm, how am I 
to even aspire to this, in whatever way that unfolds in my life. And he reflected on this crucifix here, the cross that's here on the Reredos, the, the, the altar here. And who's at the bottom there but St. Dominic? And he said, when I don't know how to follow Christ, I can look at St. Dominic and I can learn to follow him, that he will illuminate for us, light the way of the cross. And he can become for us then a guide to seek Christ who is the way, the truth, and the life. St. Dominic, then, we acknowledge in the order as the light of the church. And indeed, there are, of course, images of light in the life of St. Dominic, especially when he was first, when it, in his birth. Father Michael had mentioned, of course, and I'm sure many of us have mentioned, the dream of his mother, Blessed Jane, and how this hound leapt forth with a torch in his mouth and let the world, lit the world on fire with the light of the gospel. Or another is how his grandmother saw at his baptismal font this red eight-pointed star on its head, and she saw that as a symbol, a special symbol of God's grace. It's a reminder how in the life of Dominic, and indeed the life of each one of us, baptism grants us the light of Christ. Indeed, St. John Damascene, in his writings, had said something about baptism that we don't often use today in our Catholic lingo, or motto, or language, and that is, he said, baptism is enlightenment. Baptism is the enlightenment of God. It gives the presence of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. It enlightens the way, especially through faith, hope, and love. St. Dominic, this baptismal grace then unfolds, and we recognize in ourselves this potential to unfold as well. In that beautiful poem, sacred poem that we heard before the gospel today, called a sequence, part of that speaks of how the Lord uh, works in the life of St. Dominic. And speaking of that light unfolding then, uh, by a hound with a torch of fire, so her son, his torchlight bearing, midst the nations dark appearing, leads them on with full desire. It's an interesting way of saying this, that light then that comes forth, that light of the gospel, but then that light comes forth as that light of the Holy Spirit and of God illumines then the path of the Lord. We are filled with a desire to travel that path. And St. Dominic then becomes a guide, an intercession for us so we might discover this way to the Lord. I mentioned how St. Dominic died on the Feast of the Transfiguration. To be honest, the Transfiguration was not a universal feast until 1456. And St. Dominic, of course, dies in 1221. But this comparison is important and has become, I think, important for our order. That this idea, then, of what unfolds as a Transfiguration can teach us something about the man that St. Dominic is and Dominican spirituality which we share in. At the Transfiguration, we recall that there is this, the, the Lord appears transfigured, we say, uh, prefiguring the glory that is to come, showing forth, revealing his divinity, 
bright with this light, illumining then Moses and Elijah with him, as well as the apostles, as uh, the master of the order said in, in his own homily on the, on the August 4th about St. Dominic, granting then this uncreated grace through that gift of light. And we recognize there as light as the sun shining on then those that orbit him, if you will, the, those great moons then, uh, Moses and Elijah, granting the light to the law and to the prophets, and this light coming upon Peter, James, and John, a light to which the church and its members. St. Dominic spent, in some sense, his life in this mystery of the transfiguration, seeking then that light of Christ, seeking that light through study and through prayer, trying to understand, just like Moses would pray in the tent and spend time with God, so much so that light would shine on Moses' face and he'd have to veil it. Elijah then, in the great works that he did and his witnesses of the faith, bringing forth the light of God into the presence of, the, of Israel and Judea. So it is we see in the life of St. Dominic doing the same. Now, again, I mentioned some miraculous occurrences, and there are miraculous occurrences throughout the life of St. Dominic, but I think the friars most especially love St. Dominic because of his very ordinary and quiet way to grow in the mystical and interior life. He seeks God not through the extraordinary, but in prayer and in study to consider the Word of God and to spend time with Him. And it's this that illumines his mind and his soul. And eager then to share that light. And as we hear in the Gospel of Matthew today, this Gospel so dear to St. Dominic himself, because in those days when you couldn't carry books uh, because of their size, you had to select what you're going to carry. St. Dominic carried with him on his journeys the Gospel of Matthew and the letters of St. Paul. And so this gospel that he read many times and meditated on, that he then knew that that light that he'd received, the light that was to be shed on the, set on the lampstand was Jesus Christ himself. And that he then would have to bring it. He would bring it into the world. He would bring it to the heart of the city. He would bring it to homes and in families and the hearts of the faithful. St. Dominic, like Moses, received the law in prayer and in study like Elijah, who witnesses to the love of the law, becoming then in this way the light of the church, as we say, and the teacher of truth. The Dominican order has always understood itself in many branches. In fact, it was in 1206 that the cloistered nuns were first founded, and not until 1216 that the friars were founded. We have active sisters in our order, laity, priestly fraternity, but the order and its tradition is always regarded all those we serve as a member of our family, as those who follow in the footsteps of St. Dominic, for those that St. Dominic can guide in a way of spirituality and grace, becoming for all of us, all of us associated with the order or with an or, uh, the par a parish of the order like this one, providing all of us, again, that prayer, that intercession of his love, and a guide, becoming a guide for us in that way of encountering Christ and discovering that light and that joy of the gospel. Truly, as St. Dominic is the light set on a lampstand, 
that illumines the whole house and indeed the whole church. So it is that we participate in this too. And we discover in our small way to bring that light forth from this building, from our prayer, from the mass we attend, into the heart of the city, the heart of our home, the heart of the workplace, wherever the light of Christ is needed, wherever the joy of the gospel should radiate. We embody then this mystery, this spirituality in our lives. It's a reminder for us to seek the light of God in prayer and in study, as did St. Dominic, and by our words and our way of life, again, to radiate the joy of that gospel, wherever we're sent. And so in this great feast of St. Dominic, we remember then his 800th anniversary of his death, of his birth into, if you will, eternal life and light, the light of God, we know he intercedes for us, and we pray that in our way, our small way, we might follow him, discovering then this wonderful way of seeking God. In the life of St. Dominic, who seldom spoke, it said, unless it was to God or about God, how we can learn this as faithful Christians, as faithful Catholics, and to use our words well to listen to the voice of the shepherd to receive his light in our mind and our souls and to speak and witness to that life in our lives, in the world, in the heart of the city.